Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions. Hi, this is Pastor Tom Holliday, and we're continuing our study together through the book of Mark, Mark 4 this week. This is an incredible book, Mark. He takes a look at the life of Jesus in the most exciting of ways, just showing us event after event after event, teaching after teaching after teaching. And as you look at how he groups these events together, we're going to see these next couple of weeks that he helps us to see how the ministry of Jesus can impact your daily life, my daily life. For instance, this week, we're going to be looking at Mark chapter 4, and we're going to see together that it's a chapter that's all about growth. It's all about spiritual growth and how that can be happening in our lives. To to experience the daily new life of Christ, you must be growing as a Christian. Not, Not growing taller or wider, I'm not talking about physical growth, but growing deeper and broader into Christ's love, into Christ's lordship in your life. Now, here's the the question to begin this week for you personally. Do you feel that you're growing in your spiritual life? Are you declining? Are you just sort of staying the same? Or do you sense that you are growing? Let me give you a definition. Christian growth is the process of your becoming more and more like Christ, of your taking his character, his direction into your daily life. Is that happening? Not maybe day by day, maybe you have some ups and downs day by day, but when you look week to week and month to month and even year to year, are you seeing growth happen? If you feel a bit discouraged about that, my prayer is that this week will encourage you about growth, what God is about, what God is doing. You and I sometimes, when we look to ourselves to cause our own growth, it can be pretty discouraging, but God is at work and God wants to do something in your life. And Jesus talks about it here in Mark chapter 4. Mark 4 is growth according to Jesus. It's sort of Jesus' yardstick on the wall by which we measure our growth. Remember when you were a kid, you'd put a a yardstick on the wall, and every once in a while you'd go up and stand up against it and see how many inches you'd grown since the last time? These verses we're going to look at this week are are a yardstick like that. Jesus often used, we're going to find in these verses, pictures of of a garden or the growth in nature to point to our need for personal growth. And this week, we're going to look together at three pictures that he painted for us. The the pictures are also called parables. And someone has called a parable art harnessed for service. There really is something artistic about the parables of Jesus Christ. He takes the most complicated of things in our lives, like spiritual growth, and he reduces them down to simple, simple pictures so we can see what God is doing. They're beautiful pictures of what God wants to do in our lives. So with that in mind, let me read for you Mark chapter 4, verses 1 to 12. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. Let me just pause there because someone asked me, what's the lake here? I thought there was a Sea of Galilee. What is this lake? Well, it's the same thing. The Sea of Galilee is actually the size of a a large lake. So sometimes it's called a sea and sometimes it's called a lake. So again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. And continuing on, the crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things in parables. And in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, 
grew and produced a crop, multiplying 30, 60, or even 100 times. And then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, the twelve and others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Now, before we look at this picture that Jesus gave us of growth, first, why did Jesus speak in parables? He talked about this at the end. His disciples came and said, why are you talking in parables? And he says this strange thing for many of us to hear. They may be ever seeing but never perceiving. He's actually quoting from the Old Testament, Isaiah 6, 9 to 11. And he seems to be saying that he doesn't want people to understand the truth ever seeing but never perceiving, otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Why wouldn't Jesus want that? What is he talking about here? Jesus is talking about how he tells the truth. Jesus tells the truth in a relational way, not just a factual way, in a life-changing way, not just an accepting of a few more facts into my brain kind of a way. He tells the truth in that kind of a way because his purpose is not just to get more facts into our memories. His purpose is to restore his relationship with us. And so Jesus is saying here that he tells the truth in a way that takes an open heart to hear and to respond because that's what Jesus wants. He wants us to hear it, but not just to understand it from a knowledge base. He wants us to understand it from a relationship base. We need to hear and respond from an open heart. So what's an open heart? That's the heart that Jesus talked about in this story. That's how you know what he means from Isaiah when he quotes it, because he's just talked in a story about an open heart. He's talked about three things that stop our growth, that close our heart, and three things that keep us growing, that open our heart to God. We're going to look at the first couple of those today, and then the rest of it tomorrow. In fact, if you as I told this story from Jesus, had never heard it before, it's likely that you may be wondering, what is this about? This seed that fell on the path, another seed that fell on rocky places. Well, if that's true of you, never fear. The first disciples of Jesus felt the same way. And so they asked him to explain this parable, this story that he told about the seeds to them. Here's what he explained. He began to explain about some things that stop our growth, that close our hearts. The first thing he explained that stops our growth is a is a sense of familiarity with spiritual things. Here's what he said in verses 13 to 15 as he explained his story. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Satan, Jesus says, comes and snatches away, takes away the truth before it can become real in your life because the path is hardened. In that day, through the fields, there would be paths that had been hardened by thousands of wagon wheels, thousands of feet falling on that path, had hardened it to the extent that when a seed fell on it, it couldn't penetrate, and because of that, the seed just did not grow. And Jesus is saying here that our hearts, my heart, your heart, can be like that. Now, Satan is the one who steals this seed. There is an evil one who keeps it from growing, but Jesus doesn't blame Satan here. He says the reason that happens is the ground is too hard. The reason I don't hear God's truth in my life isn't that Satan is tempting me or Satan is trying to steal it from me. God's greater than Satan. The reason the truth doesn't get in is my own heart. The problem isn't with the birds, it's with the ground in this story. 
The problem isn't with Satan, but it's with my heart. It's because of an unwilling heart. And when I, when I say no to the Lord, I've hardened my heart. That means I've done that. And you, you probably have too, if you're honest. You can think of times when you've said no to God. And when you do that, you harden your heart against God's truth. In fact, the truth is, when I say not until later to God, I know you want me to do it now, but I'll do it later, it hardens the heart in the same way. And when I do that, it's cutting me off from an open heart. It's cutting me off from God's truth. That stops God's truth from getting into my life. Jesus said, watch out for familiarity. He also told us to watch out for shallowness. Here's what he said in verses 16 to 17 when he explained this seed that fell on the rocky ground. Verse 16, others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Now, here's someone who actually seems to begin to grow in their spiritual life. Joy is happening. They receive it with joy. That can happen in my spiritual life, in your spiritual life. You have joy about spiritual things. You have joy about God, about Jesus, about church, about God's word. You have a feeling of exuberance about these things. But that can go away quickly. Many times an instant joy goes away when the troubles come. And Jesus says, here are some people who they began to grow with joy, but as soon as troubles came, as soon as persecution came, they immediately went away. And, and I see a lot of people like this, and maybe you struggle with it, where everything's great with God as, every, as long as everything is great in my circumstances. But as soon as my circumstances go bad, I, I feel like God's not with me. I feel like I can't grow. Now, God can grow you and me through every circumstance of life. But if he's going to grow us through every circumstance, if he's going to grow you through the troubles, which that's where some of the greatest growth in life happens, if he's going to grow you through the hard times of life, then you need something, Jesus says. In these verses, he says, if you're going to grow through the tough times, you need one word. You need roots. You need to put down roots. The difference between withering in the hot sun and weathering the hot sun for a plant is roots. And the difference between withering in the problems of life and weathering the problems of life for you and me is one thing. Roots. Roots. Now, how do you, how do you put down roots? Well, let me give you a simple acrostic just to think about based on that word, R-O-O-T-S. Five things you can do. R, read God's word. O, obey God's word. The second O, open your heart to fellowship with others. T, take time to pray. S, share your faith. When you do those things, you're putting down roots in your life. Let's talk to God right now, the one who causes our growth. And Father, we want to thank you for the growth that only you can cause. God, we want to ask you to forgive us for those times when we've hardened our hearts against your truth, said no to you, said wait to you. Lord, help us to hear you and to understand that when you put truth into our lives, it's not to deny us joy, it's to give us joy. It's not to deny us life, it's to give us abundant life. Even today, Lord, help us to see some decision we can make that softens our heart towards you, that puts down roots in our lives for you. Help us to trust you to grow us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, be sure to join us tomorrow. We're going to finish talking about this parable of the seeds.